its core, a great beach, some very important pieces, and that's beautiful sand, beautiful waters. I mean, those are fundamental things that all three of our beaches knock out of the park. It is the shark tooth capital of the world. So not to be mistaken with tons of sharks in the water, it's prehistoric shark's teeth in the sand. So it does make it really fun for kids to go looking for, instead of seashells, you can look for shark's teeth. You can go on down to the world famous floor of Bama, grab yourself a bushwhacker and just enjoy. Um, what's about whacker? <laughs> the bushwhacker is an adult milkshake, if you will. This is the final episode of the Travel Podcast Florida miniseries. Welcome, I'm Matthew from the Travel Podcast, and in this final episode, we're discovering three of the best beaches, not only in Florida, but the world. I'm joined by three special guests from Pensacola, Sarasota, and St. Pete Clearwater, where we'll be discussing why their beaches are consistently winning awards, what to do away from the beach, their top tips and recommendations, and you'll even learn what's in the bushwhacker. This mini-series has been supported by Visit Florida. Head to visitflorida.com for travel ideas on places to visit, things to do, beaches, and much more. I'm joined by Nicole from Visit Pensacola, Kelly from Visit Sarasota, and Leroy from Visit St. Pete and Clearwater. And today we're going to be discussing three of the best beaches you can find, not only in Florida, but the world. So just a quick introduction, if you will, of uh, what you do for for the local um, tourist boards, how long you've lived in the area, and where it is located in Florida. So I'm going to start with you, Leroy. Uh, thank you for having me, uh, Leah. Leroy with uh, Visit St. Pete Clearwater. We are on the Gulf of Mexico, just across the bay from Tampa, about 90 miles west of Orlando, uh, 35 miles of some of the best beaches, as you mentioned, not just in Florida, but the world. Um, my role uh, with Visit St. Pete Clearwater, overseeing our digital marketing. So everything from you know website design and development to social media and everything in between. Uh, a really, really lucky job, a fortunate. I grew up in the Midwest, spent 27 winters in the Midwest. I have no idea why I lived there so long. I uh, moved down to Florida eight years ago and have never looked back. Uh, so, so fortunate to live and work in uh, one of the be- most beautiful places in the world. And Kelly, the same question to you. Yeah, I'm Kelly DeFebo. I'm the director of sales for Visit Sarasota County. I've been with Visit Sarasota for the last 12 years. I started as a sales manager working with meeting planners to um, bring group business to the area. And then I transitioned to um, director of sales where I work hand in hand with the international market and tour operators. And um, now I oversee also the meeting side and also um, the partnership side of Visit Sarasota. I have been been in the area for um, 38 years. I am really aging myself there. Um, But I've lived along the Gulf Coast um, for the last 38 years and I don't know what it's like to live more than 10 minutes from a body of water. So not a clue what it's like to be near a mountain or not see water every single day of your life. I thought you were just going to say you were born in Sarasota. That's why it's been 38 years, Kelly. (laughs) And Nicole. Yeah. Hey, everyone. I'm Nicole Stacey. I'm the Director of Marketing and Communications for Visit Pensacola. And if you're not familiar with where Pensacola is, we like to say that we're the western gate to the Sunshine State. So we are all the way up in the Florida Panhandle, uh, just before you cross the state line to get into Alabama. Uh, I've been born and raised in Northwest Florida, so I have lived in Florida almost my whole life before moving away for just a few years. And to the other's point, 
I could not live away from a body of water. So I had to get that. So I have been in Pensacola now for a little over nine years. I went to school here before, like I said, moved away and then had to get back. So really excited to be here. Um, our beaches, again, are on the Gulf Coast as well. And so we've got just a beautiful, clear water and white sand, uh, just as the other two beaches do. I'm excited to talk about all three of them. And I can testify of how beautiful all three destinations are and the beaches are been fortunate to be to all three of them and um, I want to start with um, so before I start with the serious questions of why the, the three beaches are so good um, and maybe get a bit of competition out of all of you is what kind of beach person are you so are you a lay in the sun all day without moving or reading the book etc or are you swimming beach volleyball water sports and active uh, beach body myself I've been well like I mentioned I've been to all three of your beaches and I love to play in beach volleyball or going out into the water. That is what I did on all of your beaches. I was not laying around. So I'm an active beach person myself. So I'm going to start back with starting off with you, Nicole. What kind of beach person are you? I would say I'm a good mix of both. So I love a good cocktail, laying in the sand, just hanging out, listening to some good music, or I'm always down for a quick paddleboard, hopping on the boat, getting into some activity. So I'm a little bit of both. And Leroy? Yeah, a little similar. I like to throw around the football, you know, uh, play some catch, you know, kick a ball around, um, and then hop in the water. I like to enjoy my beer and a koozie floating in the in the nice, warm Gulf of Mexico. Very nice. And Kelly? Well, I am a scuba diver, um, so I like to scuba dive off of the beach. I like to be in the water. Um, I also love to read, so there's nothing more relaxing than sitting on the beach and reading a good book. Um, and I also am into amateur photography and, um, you know, we have some great sunsets in the area, um, along the Gulf coast in Sarasota. So I do love to hang around as the sun's going down and take some really great photos too. And I'll probably mention this a few more times as we go through, just because I love all the beaches. Um, and I also grew up, um, a stone's throw from the beach here in Bournemouth. So I'm used to growing up by the water. So I think that's why, I love the areas so much because it reminded me of home, but obviously a lot sunnier and warmer in the summer and year rounds. But um, just on that, obviously, you mentioned all three are on the Gulf Coast. So maybe that is why. So that's the similarities. Um, but for those listeners who haven't been to your beaches, what can they expect when they visit? And what would you say is different? Obviously, we know the similarities that you're on the Gulf. So it's got the nice warm waters, um, calm waters as well. Um, so yeah, so what would you say is the difference or similar between each of your, each of your beaches and others within the States, not just Florida, but again, America, because as we mentioned, just your three of the best beaches in the world. Um, so I'll start off with Kelly. So our beaches, I think all the Gulf Coast beaches are very similar in the fact that a, we're on the Gulf Coast and we're not on the ocean side. Um, and that lends itself to calmer waters, clearer waters. Um, and so therefore it tends to be a little more family friendly than maybe an ocean side beach where the waves are a little higher. Um, the surfers tend to flock too. So it really depends what um, you know, what you're interested in with, with the beaches. But I think that's the commonality between all of us. Um, the difference I'd say with our area specifically is that um, Sarasota County has over 13 beaches um, alone within 35 miles or 56 kilometers of beachfront. Um, and our crown jewel is Siesta Key Beach. And um, what makes that unique is that it has 99% 
support sand. Um, so the sand never gets hot on your feet, no matter what the temperature is outside. And obviously in the sunshine state, it can get very hot. Um, so that's always a nice perk, but it also is very, um, it's family friendly. And also that beach has a, a Moby mat um, for, for handy abled people to be able to enjoy the beach as well. So it's an, it's a very inclusive beach. Um, there's lifeguards there, it's safe. Um, and so, and, and the parking's free, which is always good. So, um, that, that I think would be the, the biggest defining thing about the difference of our beach compared to the rest of the Gulf coast. And I would say if you're going to use that car park, because it is very, it's right there on the beach, it is free. So you get yourself there early. Um, and yeah, the sand is, is nice and cool in the, in the heat. And uh, Nicole, yourself and Pensacola. Sure. So I would say, you know, again, the beautiful water, the crystal white sand, but for Pensacola Beach and Pensacola in general, I think it's really unique because we've got Pensacola Beach and we have Perdido Key and Pensacola Beach is going to be more of your vibrant beach town. So your water sports, your activities, fam very family friendly on both um, with your great restaurants and bars and just a lot of things to do. And then you've got Perdido Key, which is much more relaxing. So it's going to be more of that one with nature. You can get away from it all and just kind of escape and have an adventure at your own pace. Both very beautiful, but both very different. So I think it's a great location for people that maybe are looking for that adventurous vacation or for the vacation where you just want to get away. You want to grab that book and go lay in the sand and not be bothered by anyone. Um, we really do pride ourselves on that, that you've got 28 miles of Gulf Islands National Seashore. You've got Fort Pickens that you can go and check out and lay at the beach, but you can really be in that core area with all of your thousands of friends and family, or you can get away and be just by yourself and with the people that you can with. No, it's very diverse to the beaches there. Leroy. Yeah, so going last is a little, little tough because there is Sorry, there are so many similarities with our beautiful Gulf Coast beaches. I will say something that uh, Kelly and Nicole did mention, the warmth of the water, you know, a, a big difference between that on the east coast of Florida, but also, you know, those those beaches that or, or photos you might see out in California, that, that's water you just look at. You never get in. That's a little different here in, in Florida on the Gulf Coast. We like to enjoy our water year round. Um, as far as, you know, differentiation, I don't have any free parking. So I apologize about that, Kelly. I cannot top free parking, but uh, diversity, I would say diversity. We're bookended by two really incredible parks, uh, Honeymoon Island State Park on the north end of our destination, Florida's most visited state park, actually, um, which gives you access to Caledici Island. You want to talk about getting away from it all. That's the place to do it. And then on the southern end, Fort DeSoto Park and Egmont Key, snorkeling, everything outdoors, kayaking, paddling. And in between those two, literally a beach for every mood. You want to you wanna just, you know, rent a small mom and pop place. You want an Airbnb. You want a big time resort. Um, you know, it, really, we've got a little bit of everything for, for everyone. It's not, uh, it's cliche, but it's true. And so that's, that's really the, the beauty of our destination, 35 miles of beaches and a lot to offer for, for everyone. If you're bringing the whole family, you want, you know, a, a condo to rent and cook, your, cook all of your meals and really get away or the full resort experience. So as you all mentioned, there, there's lots of similarities, but also there's there's those slight differences. So for different people, maybe different things, or for my personal preference, I say everyone just does like a little road trip and either starts up in uh, Pensacola and works their way down or vice versa. So that'd be my preference, get to all three. 
Um, but going on to that, because I love all three, obviously, I love the best beaches in the world. And you guys are consistently ranked among the best beaches in the US and also the world. Why do you think you have all been so consistent at that? So I'm going to start with you this time, Leroy. I won't leave you last. Yeah, I mean, the beach at, at its core, a great beach, some very important pieces, and that's beautiful sand, beautiful waters. I mean, those are fundamental things that all three of our beaches knock out of the park. We're fortunate that Gulf of Mexico produces that quartz sand and, and gives us that warm, calm water. So when you're talking about, you know, that that recipe, uh, that cocktail, you know, for a to build a great beach, those are fundamentals that we all three nail. And, and that's that's really why. I'll let the other two explain some of the other reasons. You know, I think proximity to a ton of other great things to do for all three is is a big reason why, but they can take it take it from here. Perfect. And I'll go with Nicole next. Sure. I was gonna say, you know, to Leroy's point, it is it's almost easy to mark itself because we are positioned so well and we have these beautiful beaches uh, at our feet. But I also think that each of our cities and communities take a, a lot of pride in where we're from. And we take a lot of pride in that the beach is our backyard and we want to keep it clean and we want to keep it nice, not only for the people that are coming to visit us, but for our residents. This is their crown jewel. This is their backyard. And they moved here for a reason or they stayed here for a reason. So I think that our communities equally take a lot of pride in the state of Florida, too. I mean, this is a really special thing because this is what we are. We're the sunshine state, right? So. We bring a lot of community pride. We bring a lot of hospitality and we're a very welcoming community. We want people to come and check out what we get to live, eat, breathe, work and enjoy every single day. And Kelly. Well, I agree totally with uh, what Nicole and Leroy are saying. Um, You know, again, tourism is our number one industry here. And so, you know, our beaches, yes, they are naturally beautiful, but it also takes work to make them beautiful and so great and so accommodating. So, you know, every one of us, all of our destinations, we put a lot of money and work into um, keeping our beaches clean and making sure the amenities are good and making sure the beach is safe. And, you know, and so I think that when a visitor comes into the area, they see that uh, because we take a lot of pride in it. And, um, you know, it's one of the best assets that we have, um, not only in the state, but in the world. I mean, um, nature in and of itself is just beautiful. So um, so we really do, I think, put in the effort to make our beaches that way. And I think people notice it. Um, also, you know, a few of our beaches have been named number one beach in the United States and in the world. And, um, you know, that doesn't come easy. So we, we were judged on everything from water temperature to the number of sunny days in the, in the area, some things we can control and some things we can't control, but it goes, you know, runs the gamut. Um, for instance, Siesta beach was named number one beach in the country twice. It was the first beach, um, on Dr. Beach's list to be named uh, number one twice. Um, and so, you know, we kind of led the way with that, but um, he judge, he judges his beaches, any beach that's number one every year. He, um, he has over 50 criteria that he uses and analyzes all these beaches for. So, I mean, it's really, um, you know, the accolades are something you really have to earn. Um, and and I think that draws a big crowd. I think that's really well said, Kelly. I mean, it, it, oftentimes these beach accolades, it's not us giving them, you know, giving us those accolades. You know, th- this is Dr. Beach or TripAdvisor. 
you know, trusted sources and, and TripAdvisor, you know, that's millions of travelers every year, right? They're, they're giving those awards based on the reviews and the comments. So I think really well said that, you know, you just don't show up and become a, a America's best speech. It's, it's a process. It's very involved and obviously uh, fortunate to, to have so many great ones, especially our three destinations. Yeah, I, I totally go. I, li- I like the fact that obviously you all mentioned how much work goes in behind the scenes. It's not just the natural beauty. There's a lot of work to go to make sure it stays that way. It's also the amenities. You mentioned the hand, um, handicap accessibility for people, um, you know, all the, how the toilets are always clean, all the amenities. So there's so much more that goes into this. And it's amazing that how much you guys do within your communities and, and how much as well love. And a question that I hadn't put to you previously, so apologies for springing this on you. So I just wanted to ask you, you, you all have many miles and kilometers of beaches. So I'm going to ask you, and I'll start with you, Kelly, just because um, you went last. So sorry on that one. But <laughs> what would be your beach that you'd recommend for families? And what would be your beach you recommend to sort of get away from the crowd? Okay. So, so well, I mean, it depends. So um, Venice Beach is a little farther south in our area. And, um, you know, it's really fun for kids in the way that it is the shark tooth capital of the world. So not to be mistaken with tons of sharks in the water, it's prehistoric shark's teeth in the sand. So it does make it really fun for kids to go looking for, instead of seashells, you can look for shark's teeth. Um, The other beach that I really like to spend my time at um, is also super family friendly is Lido Beach. Um, It's just a little more quiet, um, a half a mile away within walking distance of St. Armand Circle. So it's a circle of shops and restaurants. So, you know, if after an hour, the kids want some ice cream, you can go get some ice cream. It also has a public pool there too. So if you want to get out of the salt water for a while, you can go in the pool and just kind of relax a little bit there. Um, so those are, those are two great family friendly beaches that I would recommend. And then if you want total seclusion um, in our area, I would probably recommend Longboat Key. It's actually a nature preserve. Um, and there are 12 ac- beach access points um, for the beach. So it's not, you don't pull up to one big parking lot and find a spot. There are 12 different beach access points and each access point has probably no more than 15 parking spots. So you have to get there, get get find your spot, find your access point, and then, you know, the beach is all yours when you're there. Wow, some very nice ones. And just a quick one, you may or may not know, is Lido Beach called Lido because of the pool? It used to be Lido Casino. There used to be a casino out on Lido Key. And I think that's really where the name originated from. They wanted to keep that um, after they knocked the building down. They wanted to keep that heritage. I guess there are people in the area who still talk about the casino. I've never been there, but it was a long time ago. Um, But apparently it was, you know, Sarasota in the heyday. So um, I think they wanted to keep that um, the the legacy of that, and so they kept the name of Lido Beach. And, and Leroy, same question to you. So family and one to get away. Yeah, so Clearwater Beach is our most well known beach, and it's perfect for families. Incredibly walkable, uh, so you really can you know put your car or or you know Uber from the airport, and you really never have to worry about that again. You can walk uh, to the beach, obviously Pier 60, 
nightly sunsets festival and all of the different kinds of boat cruises from dolphins to pirate cruises to um to, to, to all different kind of water activities and and then it's really really close proximity to clearwater marine aquarium which is home of winter the dolphin and hope and where the dolphin tail movies were filmed and they actually just unveiled a new habitat a massive new space uh, there at Clearwater Mean Aquarium. And so it checks all the boxes for, for family and for kids. Uh, really will will not run out of things to do outside of the beach, which is a great free activity, by the way, for the family. On the kind of get away from it, and my personal favorite, I don't have any kids myself. I like to head down to Fort DeSoto Park. Um, it, it is a massive expanse. Uh, and I love in between hitting the beaches and exploring a little bit, Hopping on a kayak, kayaking the mangroves at Fort DeSoto Park. It's uh, incredibly peaceful, calm water, and you can go at your own pace, uh, go out there and really connect with nature. And and there's incredible beach there as well, uh, but it, it's really just an outdoors outdoor paradise. Amazing. And I just have to say, I was speaking um, with Bill Potts from Clearwater Marine Aquarium the other day. And if you haven't if you haven't listened to it yet, make sure you go back and, and listen to our Florida family episode. Unbelievable what they do at the Clearwater Marine Aquarium and what Bill and his teams do. So it's absolutely amazing. So I could definitely, definitely recommend that one. Glad you connected with him. And Aquarium really is a misnomer uh, for what they do. It's rescue, rehab and release. Their mission to what you said is absolutely remarkable and uh, uh, just really, really, really cool place. And I believe Bill was known as Hope's BFF, so yeah. he's, he's he's got an in there. So if you, if you meet him, just ask him if you can meet uh, meet meet Hope. He might be able to sort you out. And Nicole, same question. Sure. To you. So Pensacola Beach is definitely going to be the family friendly, the beach that is extremely walkable, has so much to do. You've got your golf side, and it's funny to at Kelly's point, we too had a casino a long, long time ago. Uh, so our main beach area is called Casino Beach. Um, so still people are asking why. And I'm like, well, a long, long time ago. Um, so, but it's interesting on Pensacola Beach, you've got your golf side, but then you also have the sound side where we call that mommy beach. So it's much more calmer and safer, if you will. Lifeguard's still on both sides, but really if a mom just wants to take her kids and go relax during the day, it's a great place to go. We've got the dog beaches on Pensacola Beach as well. So if you're an animal lover and just want to get away with your pup for the day, you can do that. Um, so Pensacola Beach is definitely where I say there's a version of beach for everyone. And then if you truly do just want to be isolated, one with the beautiful ocean and the, the nature of Pensacola, Perdido Key is going to be where I would recommend hanging out. Um, the best part about Perdido Key is there's also the Floribama. So when you're tired of being isolated, you can go on down to the world famous Floribama, grab yourself a bushwhacker and just enjoy. Um, what's a bushwhacker? <laughs> the bushwhacker is an adult milkshake, if you will. Um, it's a vanilla milkshake with chocolate, with liqueur, with coffee. With It's just heavenly goodness. Uh, they definitely creep up on you, but it's a delicious treat that everyone should try. Adult only try, or can children have a version? You can definitely have a version bushwhacker. just won't be the same. <laughs> 
Sounds like my kind of beach drink. And Flobama is, that's the Florida and Alabama border, just for those who, who may not get that. that yes, right? so it is a world-famous restaurant and bar with live music. They're known for their Frank Brown Songwriters Festival, um, but it straddles the Florida-Alabama line. Perfect. So you get that real Southern hospitality there, I'm sure. And talking about that, I think it nicely keys us into what there is to do away from these stunning sandy beaches. And obviously, all three are great beach towns, and they are all slightly different to each other. We've we've heard bits of it as we've gone through, um, and I think the, the the towns, the beach towns themselves, really are very different compared to the, the beaches. What would you be your highlights and what would you recommend doing away from the beaches? So this could be, you know, you can go into a bit more detail here, really paint the picture of when someone comes to visit, what would be your experience? What do you think like a little itinerary if someone's there for a few days of things to really check out? So I'll go back with Leroy. Yeah, so this is where, you know, I selfishly think that our destination starts to become, uh, you know, really, really uh, one of the best in the state. And that's because alongside 35 miles of white sand beaches, we have an incredible, very local uh, city in St. Pete. And it's what I like to call the anti-Florida, Florida. You know, I think a lot of times when people think of Florida, they think of Mickey in Miami, you know, the, the, the big theme park experience, manufactured experience. This is about as local uh, of, of a city, of a big city as you can get. And just opened uh, in downtown St. Pete, a brand new pier. It is now uh, the Southeast America's Southeast uh, largest waterfront playground, a massive district with great restaurants, its own little beach, um, marketplace, and a ton of outdoor space. It is, you know, St. Pete is a town uh, built on Tampa Bay, incredible open waterfront parks and green, green system. And then just great local shops and restaurants, um, awesome beer scene. So you can walk down Central Avenue and browse the boutiques, hop into a coffee shop, grab a bite at uh, a local Cuban joint, and then hit up one of our original craft breweries, Green Bench. It is the absolute great pairing for the beach. And when you're maybe on that rainy day or if you've taken in too much beach and you want to get away and get a little bit more of an urban local experience, I don't think there's really anything in the state that compares. Obviously, I'm biased. So yeah, downtown St. Pete is is off the charts and its story is pretty remarkable. It's had a, a you know really a renaissance over the last decade, 15 years. It once was uh, a really, really sleepy town and no longer. So hit up Clearwater Beach, enjoy the sun and the sand, and then get down to downtown St. Pete, enjoy some murals, some urban, you know, urban street art, some local craft beers, and the new St. Pete Pier. I like it. A lot of difference there. And Nicole. Well, number one, I want to invite Leroy up to Pensacola so he can come and see our downtown and city area as well. Um, But I would say Pensacola has got a really unique story in that we are America's first settlement. We were established in 1559. So the history that this city has um, is unlike a lot of others. And you see that throughout the downtown scene. Pensacola as a city and as our downtown district has really just taken off in the last 10, 15 years with the shops, with the restaurants, with our arts and culture and museums, um, really paints a story as to all of the life 
has walked through Pensacola. We've got our Belmont de Villiers area, which is and was the historically black community of Pensacola where B.B. King and Aretha Franklin, they all came through there and performed at these venues. And now it's a part of the Mississippi Blues Trail, which there's only two in Florida. So it really kind of cultivates everything that Pensacola wants people to know and the fact that everyone is welcome. We want you to come and enjoy our beaches, but we also want you to come and enjoy our museums and our food and just the community in itself. Uh, our tagline is the beach is just the beginning because I truly do think after a couple of days in the sun, most people want to do something else. And so we've got a new ferry system that connects downtown to Pensacola Beach um, and you can go back and forth. It's a hop on hop off situation. You can ride it all day long um, and it really kind of just connects the two because for a long time I think there was a divide. Now we're really coming together as this coastal community with a really cool, vibrant downtown city vibe. Um, and not to mention, we are the home of the U.S. Navy, uh, Blue Angels. So if you've not seen that jet squadron, it's something unreal that everyone needs to experience. But there's just a lot of community pride here in Pensacola. And I think it kicks off with our Navy presence, with the military presence, and then also just the pride people have in the stories and the walks of life Pensacola has seen. And, and on the Blue Angels, we have uh, the Red Arrows here. And I know they did a bit of a tour out in the States earlier this year. Um, you have an air festival. Bournemouth has an air festival. We regard it as one of the best in the world. Ours is normally end of August. Uh, when is yours? So if people are listening and they want to get there and they love their air festivals, what time of year is it annually? Sure. So the best thing about the Blue Angels is we actually have two different air shows. So you can check out the Pensacola Beach air show, which is them flying over Pensacola Beach, over the water. It's incredible. Um, it's a beautiful day at the beach. Thousands of people come out to enjoy it. Um, and then also in November, we have their homecoming air show. Since this is their home, they finish out their season and do one final show out at the base um, every year, usually in November. Perfect. Thank you very much. And Kelly? Yeah, so Sarasota is, um, after the sun goes down, there's definitely a lot of arts and culture in the area. Um, we, for being a smaller destination, again, we're not Miami or Orlando, nor do we want to be. Um, but we do have um, a professional opera orchestra and professional ballet in the area. We have over several, we have several performing arts houses um, in the area doing everything from Broadway plays to um, local, locally produced plays. Um, and I think that's one thing that um, people find really surprising when they come to our destination is I always hear, I never knew you had all this here. Um, and so, you know, people really find that they're pleasantly surprised when they come to the area and they see, oh, you have more than just the beaches. You have, you have this to do at night. And um, we also have the State Art Museum of Florida, which is the Ringling Museum. Um, it actually was the, um, started out as a winter home of John Ringling, who started the John Ringling, uh, Ringling Brothers Circus in the United States. So he um, brought the circus trainers down to Sarasota so they could train year round um, because of the fabulous weather and sun. And then um, he built his home along Sarasota Bay and he built an art museum 
for his wife and his wife passed away before, um, before it was completed and they didn't have any children. So um, when he passed away, he willed the art museum and his home to the state of Florida. Um, so now we have the state art museum of Florida. And then also on that campus, we have, um, we have a circus museum because of his legacy of bringing the circus to Sarasota. So we have an interesting mix of things to do and experience here. Um, we are, uh, we're a foodie town also. Um, so you're not going to find a lot of chain restaurants here. We have a lot of, um, chefs who have trained under more famous chefs in New York and California, and they want to start their own restaurant and they come to the area and they open the restaurant and it does very well. I mean, if you ate out at, uh, at dinner at a restaurant every night of the year, you couldn't get to every restaurant here in five years. So, um, there's definitely a lot, lot to do, a lot to eat and, um, a lot to see in the area. Definitely is. Uh, I, I really like the quaint little Siesta Key village for a drink. So I recommend go in there. Um, and just on that, again, we, we, have, we have an episode on uh, for the culinary scene in Florida. And Nicole is on that as well, talking about Pensacola. We also had one talking about Tampa, which is just around the corner from you, Leroy. And it reminded me there because you're also drinking from a, a Tampa Bay Ray mug. Um, so if people want to go and see some baseball or the Buccaneers, you can always base yourself out of Clearwater water is a nice little destination so there's so much to do i think around all three towns and and uh, beach towns are they towns or cities because i'm calling them towns and i apologize if they're if they're because they're the city interchangeable interchangeable <laughs> i'll get away with that one and thank you very much um yeah it's because i'm international I'll, I'll be it'll be fine so yeah it's just the diversity of it all. i absolutely love it and and i think one thing for the listeners you have to you have to go to every single one and you may not be able to do it in one holiday, but go back and do it again. And then maybe in, and tie it in with something else. But the beaches are out of this world. And if you're a family, you absolutely love it. If you're a couple, you group of friends, you, you'll love, there's something for, for all of you in each of these um, destinations. But on that, before we end the episode, I would like you to each to recommend how long you would stay in the area to fully, to really experience um, Pensacola, really experience Sarasota and really experience St. Pete in Clearwater. And also, I was going to say what was your number one must do, but because you've been, as you've been going through each of the areas, I think one is quite hard to choose. So I'm going to give you three. So you, three recommendations of must do. I'm going to start with you, Nicole. Of course. Um, so I would say the top three things you must do is check out a Blue Angels air show. It's just a must see. Um, a local secret on Sundays, they travel back home to Pensacola from wherever they are. So if you're out on Pensacola Beach at sunset, you can get one of the most incredible shots, I think, ever, because um, they do just try to fly by to say, hey, we're home. So you can check it out while you can enjoy a beautiful Florida sunset. We all have incredible sunsets. So that's one of my favorite things to do. And then I think the third is probably just checking out our downtown scene on a Saturday morning, grabbing a cup of coffee from one of the local shops, hitting up Palafox Market and, you know, just talking to the community because that's their livelihood and just really getting a sense for the pride that we have in our city, but also just how much more there is to do beyond the beach. Um, but knowing that wherever you go back to stay, whether it's your hotel, your condo or a house or with friends, 
the beach is right there in your backyard. And so it's not going far, it will be there. Um, but I definitely encourage everyone to, to check things out um, beyond just the beach. Perfect. And how long would you recommend staying to really experience Spencecola? You know, I think that's the nice thing about our area is you can come in for a long weekend and get a really good taste of what we have to offer. Or if you wanted to stay for a week, or if you wanted to stay for longer, there's really an opportunity to kind of spread things out at your own pace or get a lot in a short period of time. Perfect. Thank you very much. And Kelly? I would agree uh, with Nicole on the length of stay for Sarasota. So we, our average length of stay um, is three days, um, but we do have an 85% uh, visitor return rate in the area. So that basically says that anybody who comes for three days, 85% of them want to come back longer. Um, so, you know, I, I think, you know, you can do three days, but if you stayed for seven or eight, you definitely would have something to do every day of the week um, without, without fail. Um, I think the top three things that I would recommend, um, again, are um, going to the Ringling Museum. Um, just because it is it's gorgeous um, and there's something there for everyone. I would plan to spend about three to four hours there um, because there is so much to see and do. Um, we also have two state parks in the area and one of them is called the Mayaka State Park. Um, that is where if you want to see old Florida and you want to get up close and personal with some wildlife, um, deers and alligators, um, you definitely are going to see those there. Um, so I would say, you know, go rent a bike, hop on an airboat, um, get in a canoe or just go for a walk um, in, in, in the trails and, and enjoy the nature and the scenery there. Um, and then also um, I would recommend visiting definitely Siesta Beach um, because of of the unique sand that you really aren't going to find at a lot of other places. And every Sunday night they do a drum circle, which is basically a grassroots people, locals bring their drums to the, to the beach. They get into a big circle, they play until the sun goes down and it's just a nice way to end your weekend um, and get started for the week ahead. So those would be my top three recommendations when you come to visit. Thank you very much, Kelly. Uh, my nephew went and saw the alligators there so he, he absolutely loves it and still talks about it to this day and Leroy I'm gonna string three things together with a common theme um, I love good craft local craft beer and so beer is going to be a, a common theme in mine um, I think in terms of length of stay you know four days I would say is pretty good we're we're I think we're larger than most people expect when you get here it's a pretty large spread out destination and so you know I usually say spend a couple days in what we would call North County up near Clearwater Beach and Dunedin which is my first of three things to do Dunedin is a small town with a big drinking problem they've got 10 breweries within a 10 minute walk of each other um, and so you can go and spend a Saturday afternoon strolling through Dunedin, uh, slowly getting that buzz and enjoying the evening. Uh, it's awesome craft breweries, including Florida's oldest Dunedin brewery. Um, so you spend a couple of days in North County, head down to the south part of our, our destination. And th that second thing to do, start at the St. Pete Pier and walk down Central Avenue, uh, meandering in and out of a brewery here and there. There's your beer. 
connection, uh, street murals line Central Avenue. And that's also, like I mentioned, a lot of the boutiques and incredible local restaurants. So you can eat and drink your way down Central Avenue um, and get a glimpse of that new St. Pete beer. And then the third one, a sunset. And Nicole mentioned it. I, I have to mention it again because it's they're so peaceful. They're so such a moment of Zen, especially in this day and age. And and it is a you don't want to talk about relieving all stress and worry, um, but really just sitting, you know, the sunset is something that our destinations revolve around. It is a moment of celebration on the beach every night. So grab that craft beer, sit in a beach chair, listen to the waves roll in, watch that sun drop into the water. It is um, a must do for sure. Perfect. And I knew that was the reason why I really enjoyed my time in Clearwater as well. We used to go there for July 4th. So it was, it was great. Definitely a good scene in Dunedin for, for those who love their beer or who's, those who just did like a nice walk. So thank you very much for that. And also you'll easily fit you guys in all with what you're saying between three to four days, five days in each destination in a two week break. So you can do what I've considered the ultimate trip and see all three of you. So I definitely recommend doing that. And I just want to say again, a massive thank you for all of you for taking the time to join us on this episode to talk about your beautiful beaches and stunning cities or towns, depending upon which moment you catch me in. Um, So thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Nicole. And thank you, Leroy. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you. And for everyone that's listening, make sure you go to the the travelpodcast.com where we'll have links through to the information we've talked about today. And if you've enjoyed this episode, make sure you give us a five-star rating on your podcast platform of choice and make sure you share this episode with your friends. And thank you for listening. The Travel Podcast is sponsored by Not Just Travel, where it's not just travel, it's a way of life. We hope you liked this podcast. And if you did, please tell your friends, but also take a moment to rate us on iTunes as it helps spread the word. Thanks for listening.